Well, again, good morning. This story, our gospel story, is sure a familiar one to all of us, isn't it? It made me think while reading it um, of a time about 15 years ago when I was at the park with my two daughters, who at that time were the age of many of the children up here, five and uh, six. And my daughter Madeline was hanging uh, from the monkey bars by her knees and swinging. You know, we've all done that, haven't we? Or we've seen our children do that, or our grandchildren do that. And she was having a great time going back and forth and just laughing and giggling. And then she slowed the swinging down until she came to a stop. And I saw her look around, and she said, Mom, the world is upside down. Everything looks different. Well, the world does feel upside down sometimes, doesn't it? (laughs) But... um, That story made me think of something else, a story that I was told even 15 years before that, and I want to read a little of it for you. A friend of mine shared the story of a woman who headed up an inner-city mission. Now, this was an inner-city mission, much like um, some of the programs of Lutheran Social Services. We actually have five day drop-in centers for the homeless mentally ill, two here in Waukesha County, one on North Avenue and another on Wisconsin, right here where you folks live. And these are places for people with chronic mental illness, many who are homeless or at risk of being homeless, can come in and get relief for the day and food and resources. We help them with um, all kinds of things around um, finding jobs, finding apartments, and so on. But this um, was one of those kind of places. And the woman who ran this shelter said, We live in an evil time for reminding people about their stewardship toward their sisters and brothers who are poor and without shelter. Those who once contributed are hunkered down as their own lives become more uncertain. In the meantime, the problems of the poor and struggling continue to mount in dramatic dramatic proportions, creating quiet desperation. And then, as though recalling that not all desperation is quiet, she described an incident in which a woman came to see a member of the staff seeking help, and obviously the woman was disturbed. Halfway through the conversation, this woman paused and reached into her purse and pulled out a whistle, and I quote, just blew the blank out of it. Underlying this story and what Luke is telling us today in in the gospel reading is one of the reversals which is central to the gospel, the jarring shift from what we expect to what God proposes. Like my Madeline, who saw the world differently when hanging by her knees from the monkey bars, Christians, you and I see the world differently through the eyes of Christ. Our encounters with the Son of God change things. Our encounters with the Son of God change us. In this perspective, we don't think it's strange that the last become first or the meek inherit the earth or that we should take a risk and give up something of ours for the sake of others and for the sake of somebody who may look very different than we do. 135 years ago, 
Pastor Evan Hami, using his own money, purchased 200 acres of land in Shawano County. And with the help of individuals and congregations um, across the state, he built a home for orphan children and a home for the aged. Both of these homes still exist in Wittenberg, Wisconsin today. The Home for the Elderly is not a program for LSS, but it's called Hami Home um, for the Aged. And the Hami Center for Youth and Families is still there and a program of LSS that serves troubled youth between the ages of 12 and 18. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. But as if hanging by his knees from the monkey bars, this man of faith saw the plight of orphan children and the neglected elderly through the eyes of Christ, and he responded. It was out of Pastor Hami's vision um, and his faith and love for God that we have the ministry of Lutheran Social Services today. I want to read just um, briefly from this book. It's about the history of Hami Children's Center and thus kind of the history of LSS. Just a couple paragraphs. Hami wrote, Many years ago when I stood on the site of the old home for the first time and had felled the first trees in the wilderness and made a small opening toward heaven and toward God, then I knew that I was there to build a home for the poor, neglected, homeless orphans in the cold and dark world, all to the honor of God. Another one writes, A number of Years ago, when we began this work at the orphan home, and when both we and others wandered almost without hope where the means of starting this work should come from, Mrs. Hallie Steensland of Madison, Wisconsin, was the first to dare to spend money on the undertaking. She, she sent us, uh, the first gift was $5. That was the first money put into the treasury. That was the mustard seed from which a large tree has since grown, which now gives protection for many a homeless bird. This same noble woman has also since shown interest in our project and every year sent money and clothing to the institution. But recently, she has put a crown on it all by giving us $100. Her husband writes, When I negotiated in fun with my wife to get permission to take a trip to Mexico and the Pacific coast, she yielded. On this condition, among others, that she get $100 for your home. Because, she said, the residents there I consider my relatives. At least they are the only ones I know. God give his church many such women. God is present in the messiness of our lives And in the messiness of our world today, and God is present through us. In his wise power, God is capable of working with our faithfulness, mending our weakness, and forging our failure to accomplish what he himself has prepared for those who love him. There will always be plenty of pain and hurt in life. No person, no family is immune from hardship. We all have an invisible whistle we take out from time to time and just blow the blank out of it. I don't know about you, but I do. And um, that whistle comes out every once in a while. But for many children and families and individuals, pain and hurt often overwhelm life. 
We see that in the messiness of the lives of those who turn to LSS when it all gets more than they can bear alone. The ministry of LSS is one way through which this congregation and you individually see the world through the eyes of Christ. In Christ's name and in partnership with you, LSS walks with men and women struggling with addiction. In Christ's name, LSS embraces kids out of sync with the world, and they often feel that the only thing left for them to do is to take their own life. In Christ's name, LSS protects little ones abused and neglected, often by the very people who are supposed to protect them. LSS walks with families um, searching for a path to healing, gives hope to the homeless, uh, works with the disabled, and the list goes on. LSS has 185 um, service sites located around the state and upper Michigan, and each year we provide direct service to approximately 23,000 people, all in Christ's name and all in partnership with you. Often at this time when I am out with churches, I like to show a video, and we just couldn't do it in here. This is such a beautiful sanctuary with so much light that uh, a video really doesn't show up too well. But I did show a couple at the adult forum right before this, and I want to tell you about a few of the people in those videos. The first one was Sierra. Sierra last year was one of 200 and, I'm sorry, one of 320 children adopted through Lutheran Social Services of Wisconsin. 230 of those kids were like Sierra, and they're called special needs kids. Now, that's a little bit of a a misnomer because um, the only special need most of these children have is that they're older than three. And they are less likely in our world to be adopted. And so we need to do special efforts to find forever families for these kids. Sierra was 15 when she was adopted. Her mother died when she was 12 of brain cancer. And she went to live with a sister, um, a situation that just wasn't uh, possible, uh, wasn't healthy, and wasn't a good situation for Sierra. So she went into foster care. Through a series of events at school, her math teacher um, and his wife adopted Sierra into their family in Rice Lake, and it's turned out to be a marvelous situation and family, uh, forever family creation, and Sierra is now uh, studying at the uh, Northwestern University in, in Minneapolis and working on a nursing degree. Sierra tells her story, and Sierra is one of, for LSS, 230 kids um, who can't live with their birth family for a variety of reasons. And we work with them to find families around the state. Many come from sitting in the pews of our congregations right here. An incredible program, a founding program of LSS that creates families and places children with families who love them. On the other end of the spectrum, our newest program that also comes out of the roots of Hami Children's Center that I just talked about um, is Transitions, a new program that responds and serves um, through providing therapeutic uh, residential-based uh, therapy and living 
for girls rescued from human trafficking. In recent years, we have identified through our foster care program, our refugee resettlement program, our shelter care program, and through Hami Children's Center itself, a growing number of young girls who are identified as being victims of human trafficking. The um, waiting list has grown so significantly that last year we had eight girls at Hami Children's Center and this month just opened a whole new residential program in Nielsville that will provide residential trauma-based treatment for up to 24 girls at that center. This is a really significant program, folks, that you help make happen. Uh, we are a partner with the state of Wisconsin in providing this care, but the startup of this program and bringing this facility out of mothballs and fixing it up to look like uh, as much like a home as we can possibly make it and less like an institution for these girls is possible because of your offerings and the commitment this church has to supporting LSS on an annual basis and for your individual gifts. The girls are coming. The doors open the second week of February, and we have several girls already. Um, in the first wing, we will open the second wing in April, and my guess is that by summer we will probably be full at this treatment program. Trafficking is a growing problem. Its roots are in a number of um, the concerns of our world, whether it's uh, drugs and alcohol that girls get involved with, um, delinquency and complex family situations where they run and they run and, and run to find um, people uh, who they think care about them and love them only to find out that, uh, that they want, they're there to be used. And so we thank you for enabling us to be an organization that can respond to this concern in our midst and uh, provide care. One of the things that our program, whether it's Hami Children's Center or this new center at Transitions, is um, we have a full-time chaplain at both places. And a, a chapel um, doesn't look like this, but we also have a chapel. And a chapel program that works with these kids on also the spiritual healing and what part their spiritual growth can aid them in um, turning their lives around and becoming stronger young women. You are part of what makes that possible because with the state, the state won't fund um, uh, a chaplain by any means or any kind of spiritual piece of the program. But as an agency of the church, LSS is committing, committed to providing this as a critical piece of recovery and healing. And so we use um, the gifts that come from our congregations and from individuals to make sure that we can have uh, chaplains on staff and a chaplaincy program. And so we, we thank you for that. Also, I wanted to mention, in addition to the two day drop-in centers that LSS has here in Waukesha, we also have a residential treatment program that um, works with those addicted. And that's called Genesis House. And Genesis House, too, uh, right now only serves men. But the Waukesha County has come to us and said there's really very few services for women. 
here in Waukesha County, and could LSS um, expand its services then to provide residential treatment program for women as well. So we will be moving within the year to um, a new location right off of 16 in Pewaukee, and then that um, that residential place will serve both men and women, and we will be able to increase the number um, and double the number of people we will be serving. And so we're grateful for the support that enables us to do to do that as well. So from an orphanage-founded um, core programs like adoption and foster care, all the way through a number of programs that serve the neighbor, uh, and now um, serving young women trafficked, victims of human trafficking, LSS is about helping people change their lives um, and with the compassion and because of the compassion of Christ, we are here and, and ready to do that. God is present in the messiness of our lives and the world today. And so we look at those who are served by LSS and we say lives changed, hope restored, new possibilities where only dead ends could be seen. This is the story of God's work in and through the mission of LSS. This is the story of the work we do together. A former colleague of mine often remarked, hope shows up when people who care show up. Through your generosity and commitment, you show up and bring hope to men, women, children, and families served by LSS. And I am here today to say thank you for that and ask for your continued support. As always, encounters with Jesus change things. Samaritans who once discarded, disregarded Jesus can change so drastically as to rescue a beaten Jew at the side of the road. People of different faiths and experiences can come together to repair a cemetery destroyed by hatred. People can come forward and give of their time and their resources so that others may thrive. This is Luke's grand tale, how the unfit, the unclean, the unwanted, the unfaithful are changed by their encounter with Jesus. Yes, we see the world differently through the eyes of Christ, and we see our neighbor differently through the eyes of Christ. Today, we, you and me, we receive the gift of a promise that we are abundantly loved and blessed with all that we have and with all that we have to offer. We are called to believe in and work for a world where children are loved and protected, where families are not torn apart by war, where people who suffer from addiction and mental illness may find a place of welcome and healing, where people with disabilities may live with independence and dignity. We are called to believe in this vision, and then we are called into service to make it real. The gift in our lives each day is that God, through the death and resurrection of Jesus, continues to forgive us, to love us, Despite our failings, despite our sin, despite our selfishness, or the deep sorrow for the world's brokenness that often exhausts us. To each of us, Jesus says, I love you. Now go and do likewise. And the miracle each day is that through God's grace and unbounded love for us, we do. Amen.